gentlemen, welcome to the Dr. Script Show. We're talking about your favorite movies. What was good, what was bad, and how we can improve on things. We don't just talk about the problems, we give solutions to the problems. And today, joining me to crack this case, Dr. Sam. Wait, you can hear me? But but I'm just a little Pikachu. Oh. How could you? Ha, huh. just for the rest of this podcast, imagine two Pikachu talking back and forth <laughs> to each other. Today is a very special day because it's our second Pokemon-related thing in one year. Yeah, look at that. I guess we're going to start going all Grinch on this franchise. Oh, oh God, should we? (laughs) I mean, I'm fine with it. I think that's something we should revisit. Uh, We'll come back to that. This is Pokemon Detective Pikachu, for those who didn't read the title. Yes, and this is a movie that came out earlier this year, and for the ones that haven't listened to our Pokemon the first movie review, uh, Sam, give us a brief recap of your thoughts on Pokemon in general. As I said before, I think this is potentially verbatim. I'm not one for nostalgia, I'm not someone to fall for traps or anything, but goddammit, Pokemon is the one like franchise that I will completely just be there for and stand for and this is it's it's my it's my thing. Everybody's got their thing and this one is mine. I know it's dog fighting but like <laughs> I I literally know how to read because of Pokemon and that's a true fact. Preach. Yeah. Uh, what about you on your side? Uh, I collected the cards. I did not play the game very much. It was definitely more of a collector's thing for my dad and I. Mm-hmm. It was a nice little father-son bonding thing. Hey, oh, was... wow. Father-son stuff is a very common theme within the Pokemon. Yeah, very true. <laughs> uh, movie. Um, I loved the show. I, like, religiously watched that. Mm-hmm. I can re- tell you most of the times where I was when I was watching the show. Like, oh, yeah, this is the port where... Uh, Clefairy leaves Ash, right? The uh, Not Clefairy, yeah. the butterfly one. Oh, Butterfree. Butterfree. Uh, oh, wow. Butterfree? Butterfree the butter... Come on, Taylor. <laughs> it's okay. It's been like 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> I don't blame you. Um, but enjoyed it a ton. I'm glad I saw this movie. Um, if I liked the movie, it's a different question. But, yeah, so... I thought this movie was sort of dumb. And that's okay, because similar to our feelings on The Amazing Spider-Man 2, where you are not a fan, I like it. I think it's, I think it's fine. I think, I, similar to Amazing Spider-Man 2, I was in the mood for something very silly and dumb, and I was fine with the tone that it took. And similar to that movie, this is a very silly, dumb movie that I was down for it trying to be part live-action anime, part detective story, and I was like... Fuck it, why not? Yeah, I would... This is not as bad as Amazing Spider-Man 2. No. Like, not even close. Like, this just has a few very... A lot that I don't like, but there's other things that make up for it. Like, I think Ryan Reynolds steals the show. Like, he is the reason why this works. And in general, just seeing Pokemon on screen is really cool. (laughs) It's really cool. It's really cool. I mean, it... Yeah, I, I can't say that I wasn't super jazzed. It's just like the first moment, like, you know, there's a, we'll get into the summary, there's an opening scene with Mewtwo, but then just, then you go to like a very peaceful scene where just a Pidgeot's just flying over and it's so cool to see them there. And there's like, you know, the Tauros knockoff from the generation five is just a bunch of them in a corner. It's a Cubone just like doing its thing. 
My first note I have for this movie is, oh shit, Mewtwo's in the opening. And then it's like the emoji smiling face. <laughs> like I was like, dude, this is going to be dope. And uh, it it was cool for yeah. Primes. Um, I, I, I think that I'm going to doctor before we even get into anything is the marketing for the movie. I wish they didn't put Mewtwo in the trailers. Here's the thing, though. And when I'm watching a movie, I never really think about this stuff. Mm-hmm. But like, there's some weird direction and editing choices that I was like, why aren't we following like cut here? Yeah. And like, why don't we have like uh, for and this is what got me thinking was the reveal reveal of Mewtwo in this movie because he just is there. It's not like build up like, oh, the gl- what's in this glass ball? It's just like, oh, it's th- that's Mewtwo in a glass ball. So if I'm a marketer, I'm like, you don't. There's no payoff to this. This is not like a what Mewtwo's in it. It's just like, oh, is that Mewtwo? Yeah. Oh, it, uh, all right. He's in this. You know? Because, yeah, I mean, the thing is, though, putting him in the trailers, though, nobody, people who weren't already fans of Pokemon wouldn't have known who that was and wouldn't have cared. Right. People that were fans would have lost their minds, like, if it happened in the movie, because that wasn't going to bring anybody new into the movie. Nobody was looking at that and being like, oh, I'm... Well, I'm a fan of Pokemon, but now I'm going to show because the Because, yeah, the trailers gave it away, and especially, I don't think that first scene should be there, but we'll get to that in actual surgery. Okay. But if they didn't have it there, the reveal of Mewtwo, no matter whether that scene is there or not, is super cool just to have, be like, oh, oh, I didn't realize this is where we're going to be. Well, and Mewtwo is such a centerpiece for this whole, whole movie. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and it gets bonkers, man. <laughs> it gets it's bonkers. bonkers. Um, but I'm fine. If there was a better reveal for the opening of Mewtwo, I would agree with you. Mm-hmm. But it's just, yeah, there's he, this Pokemon. And well, yeah, it's an establishing shot of, like, the science facility, and then the very next shot is, here's Mewtwo. Yeah, I mean, in, uh, I mean, we weren't the biggest fans of Pokemon, the first movie. No. But they have some build-up to Mewtwo in that first, right? He, like, wakes up trying to yeah. be like, what is consciousness? What am I? And then we get, like, boom, it's, like, him. And yeah, you then... have his inner thoughts, and you have his POV, and then you get him. Yeah. I mean, and again, in the original version of the first movie, there was supposed to be a whole sequence before that where you get to see little Mewtwo, and then when you see him, like, big and shit, and he destroys stuff, it's scary. Yeah. So, at least the first movie knew how to introduce the villain. But, just as a, as a side thing, we have a weird theme going on where this is the third Rob Letterman-directed film that we reviewed, and he's only directed five movies. Oh, his for his very first movie was Shark Tale. Oh, okay. His next one was Monsters vs. Aliens, which we actually could do someday. Okay, interesting. His next one after that was Gulliver's Travels, which mm. is a garbage fire. <laughs> and then the next one was Goosebumps. Oh, okay. Yeah. I liked one of those movies. <laughs> and, yeah, and I guess I liked two-thirds of his live-action stuff. Uh, yeah, I mean, Shark Tale's pretty bad. Pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, Gulliver's Travel I haven't seen but I think that's very family friendly it's like, a family movie but it did so poorly with Jack, it's Jack, Jack Black and that's how he got him for Goosebumps mm. uh, and I think Monsters vs. Aliens is fine it's yeah. just a kid's version of like Independence Day or like uh, a kid's version of like you know alien attack movies hmm. I haven't seen that one so I will take your word on that a second thing that is a weird conti- thing that we do is Justice Smith movies oh my because yeah. he's only been in like Five movies. It, Five, like, things. Yeah, because his IMDb page is, like, 11, and I think, the up, like, there's two or three upcoming things. Okay. So he got famous pretty quickly, and we've already done Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom. And I hated him in that. I and hated his character. 
I am certainly going to agree that Justice Smith might be one of the weaker parts of Detective Pikachu. Jurassic World 2, that character was poorly written, yeah. and he was over the top. And this episode, he's just bad. Yeah. He is the... I don't know why he's in leading man things. I'm sure he's a nice guy, but maybe the direction wasn't well. I think it's because he... His big break was in the Netflix show The Get Down. Right. Which I think we brought up in Jurassic World. And apparently he was really good there. And the thing is, reviews for this movie, people were like, I really like Justice Smith and his, like, you know, banter back and forth with other characters. And I am so confused because I thought he was not good in this. He's also in another movie I watched recently called Every Day. Uh Where, like, it's a weird movie. But he was decent in that. But he was playing, like, an asshole boyfriend. Uh, so he and I honestly liked his dramatic stuff in this movie a lot more than I liked him trying to be funny I think he should just be dramatic I think I'm gonna put my foot down and say (laughs) Justice Smith be a dramatic actor and not a comedic actor okay sure I'll take your word for it this guy has not won me over yet I look forward to the day that happens Mm -hmm. but anyways uh, is there anything you want to talk about before we jump into the summary no we hit all my my talking points for the day so let's just hit hit that summary all right and for all of our new guys if you don't want to listen to the summary make sure to look at our show notes uh we have time codes there where you can jump around if you just want to go to the script doctoring part you can but stick around because this movie gets bonkers it gets very weird yes all right sam how do we open this movie we open as we said before on a on a scientific facility that is currently housing the most powerful pokemon ever mewtwo who, for those who don't know, is <laughs> we told about in the Pokemon the first movie, but he's a clone of one of the very first Pokemon ever created, Mew. And he's created to be this super powerful psychic creature that can do anything. And we catch him just as he's breaking out of the facility. He jump, he bursts out, and he follows this car, and then we see this car like like speeding away from the facility as fast as it can, and it gets hit by this like laser blast, crashes over the edge. We cut to black, and then we rise up on a nice early morning in a small town. And what do we see there? We see Justice Smith as Tim and his friend uh, going out into the woods. Friend. Where... <laughs> going out to the woods, friend. <laughs> He's going out to the woods, friend. And going out to the woods, friend, is like, hey, I'm about to go on my Pokemon journey, and I think that we should kind of, you know, catch Pokemon together. So he hands Tim a Pokeball. And he's like, catch that one. And he points to a Cubone. And Tim's not very receptive of this. He feels like he just got duped into getting this Pokemon. It's like, hey, man, did you take me out here to get a Pokemon and not go on a nice hike? And his friend's basically like, yeah, I've thought about this a lot. The Cubone is perfect. And then Justice Smith is like, or Tim, is like, hey, yeah, anyone that kills their relatives and puts their uh, skull on as a hat, that's like me. And that's a true thing that Cubone is known for, is that whenever its parrot dies, it takes its skull and wears it. Yeah, interesting. Also, the fact that Tim doesn't have a good relationship with his dad. Yep. Very, uh, I guess... A a weird choice. It's like poetry. Right. like poetry. (laughs) Uh, So Tim tries to catch it uh, with the Pokeball, and I guess there's no Pokemon lore, you use Pokeballs to catch these little monsters called Pokemon. Hooray! Tries to catch Cubone in a Pokeball... Does not work. Cubo gets angry and just like throws <laughs> like a, a bone at him and just knocks him on his ass. And Tim is just walking with his friend and he's like, 
I, you know that I'm not a Pokemon trainer anymore. I'm happy being an insurance salesman. A 21-year-old insurance salesman. Yeah. I don't know how he got that job. Mm. <laughs> uh, and just as they're talking, he gets a phone call from his grandmother. And it becomes sad. Very, such a tone shift. Because he, when he's on the phone call, the friend's just like, Haha, yeah. is there an insurance problem? <laughs> and, then, and then he's like, it's my grandma. I have to go to Rhyme City right now. That's one of the problems that I do have with this movie is it does not know how to tell tone yeah. like, whatsoever. Tone and pacing. Tone and pacing are not friends with this film. Yes. So Tim gets on a train that's going into a place called Rhyme City, which is supposedly a paradise for people in Pokemon. And we learn on this train that he's on that this older gentleman has made the city where uh, humans and Pokemon coexist. And it's like a great place for uh, some reason. Mm-hmm. And uh, do you remember the bad guy's name by any chance? Uh, Howard okay. Clifford. Howard Clifford yes. is the guy's name. And yeah, it's just honestly an exec- uh, exposition dump. So you're like, oh, this is who this guy is. And he's done all this to it the is, city. It is good, though, for people who don't know Pokemon. It explains Pokemon as best that you can and then gets the, the exposition in. Which, I don't know too many cities that I've ever entered where they have a video playing how a city was found. Yeah. But it does what it needs to do. Oh, and also on the train, Tim looks at a newspaper article that says, uh, detective dies in fiery crash, and we're supposed to assume that that detective is Tim's father. It's such a weird thing that Tim has a fucking newspaper. Yeah. I was thinking about that. I'm like, guys, just put it on his phone. Have it be an alert. If it's that big of a deal to put on the newspaper, like, have it the Rhyme City app or something like that. It's just, yeah. Because they also show that they have smartphones, so it's just an easy thing to do. Yeah, it's weird. But Tim gets into Rhyme City, and he is walking through, and it does look pretty cool. Because that's the cool part of the movie. Yeah. Is you just get this musical moment. Where you get to watch uh, these, <laughs> these all the Pokemon. Machamp is directing traffic. There's a Snorlax in the street. Growlithe and Charmander are walking with police officers. There's a Pancham when the evolved form of Pancham that I can't remember right now. <laughs> just a, a bunch of tiny Panchams annoying the older one. And it's just a really coolest part of the movie. It is. I really like the world that this movie makes. Yes. I want to look into it more. But we are just sort of with the most boring part of... Not boring, but, like, most uninspired part, I guess. Well, it's the part of most... It's the, like with the problem with Transformers movies is that you're following the transform. You're following the humans and not the Transformers. And in this, you're following the... Hu- you're more following the Pokemon equally with the humans. But the Pokemon are the interesting part of the Pokemon movie. Yeah, exactly. And so we get to the police station where Tim's dad used to work. Where... and. <laughs> The police detective walks in, and he has an angry snubble as his Pokemon partner. And the detective basically says, your father was the best in the business. Like, how everybody's father is in every <laughs> Um, And it's Ken Watanabe. Yes, Ken the Watanabe, guy who... Has made a living about interacting with creatures. Okay, Hollywood, there... I love Ken Watanabe. He's a great actor. Yeah. But there are other Japanese actors out there. <laughs> I feel like it just needs to be said that every time you need an older Japanese figure, you get Ken Watanabe for a Hollywood movie. I agree. That's what happens. And he's a great actor, and I totally am cool seeing him in so many of things. But he details what's hap- what happened. It's like, 
your father and his Pokemon partner were killed in the crash. Uh, we're so sorry about that. Uh, and he loved you very much, Tim. He talked about you a lot. And Tim's like, whatever. Me and my father didn't like each other. And he's like, okay, here are the keys to your dad's apartment. Remember, your father loved you. Anyway, here are the keys. <laughs> and so now Tim goes to the apartment and he opens up the mailbox and there's a lot of mail. And he's like, oh, rats, there's so much mail. And I think you mean, oh, ratatata, there's oh. so much mail. <laughs> That would have been a great thing if Ratatouche just sort of scurry around yeah. this whole thing. It's true. That's the one Pokemon that doesn't really appear in the movie, but it's perfect for a city. Yeah, that's true. Eh. Uh, so anyways, he opens up the mail, closes it, and he's just like, hmm. And then we hear, is it Psyduck? Yeah, Psyduck just walks up to him and is like, Psyduck. And, and he <laughs> turns around. And this glowing burst of light just hits uh, Tim, and he can't see. And this woman starts talking, being like, hey. I've been waiting a long time to figure out who would open up that mailbox, and I'm glad it's you. And she walks down the stairs. The sun, or whatever, the bright light is still blinding Tim. He can't see who it is. And she gets to the bottom of the stairs, and it's this girl named uh, Lucy. Lucy who worked with the dad and also works for C... C it's, or, that, it's the this world's version of CNN. I yeah. can't remember what it is. But. It's like CNNW or something yeah. like that. And she thinks that there's something suspicious going on and that the dad's not really dead. Well, she thinks that there's just something suspicious happening, that there's mm-hmm. more to a story than just a car crash that, it, that, that her, his dad died from. Because she's, uh, she's an intern with the place, but she really wants to be an investigative reporter uh, and all that fun jazz. And just other side tangent, people are contentious about this. People like her actually the least of this movie. I think she's my favorite human character because I like the silly, dumb shit that the same way that I was fine with Jamie Foxx's Electro uh-huh. in Amazing Spider-Man. Like if they had played that up, because she she's playing it like it's an anime, like it's a like it's a silly anime detective story where she's over the top and I have a dream of being a reporter. <laughs> but then Justice Smith is standing there like, okay, you're weird. Yeah. Uh, Two tones don't work for me, and I would have been happier seeing more people be silly. <laughs> I that's an interesting uh, fix to have them be more anime, but it's it's not what they did. Yeah, but again, she feels like she's in a very different movie than everyone else is in. I agree with that. Um, so now she talks about, hey, like we should work together, and then. Tim's just like, no, I don't want to do that. And she's like, okay, I'll maybe see you later. And then her and her side duck walk out. And Tim goes up to his dad's apartment. And he's just, like, digging around. Yeah. And he finds this purple vial. And he's like, hmm, what is this? Oh, my, this and is one of the worst. pops it open, sniffs it, and it just starts engulfing his whole head. And he starts coughing like, what is this? And instead of shutting the goddamn vial... He opens up a window to spray out the rest of this vial that goes up into the air into these other Pokemon. They're ape palms. And they literally go ape shit. Yeah. <laughs> ape shit because they're <laughs> monkeys. Uh, why would you open up a vial of very clearly weird purple gas and then let it out and then not go to a doctor afterwards? Not even go into a doctor. Just shut the fucking thing. If it's causing you to cough and everything, like, that could be anything. Yeah. Like, he's honestly lucky it's just, uh, I don't know, rage well, to also, Pokemon. And also he knows it's a, it's a, that's a detective. 
So that could be evidence for something. Why would he touch it and try to open it? <laughs> anyway, he then Tim goes to his old room, or the room that his dad like made for him, and it's all Pokemon-themed. That's kind of where we figure out that Tim had wanted to be a Pokemon trainer for a while, but then Tim's dad got, like not like obsessed with Pokemon, but when he moved to Rhyme City, he Tim thought that he cared more about Pokemon and his job more than him, so Tim abandoned his dream of being a Pokemon trainer. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's The room's basically where you get all your Easter eggs if you're a Pokemon fan. Yeah, there's a couple cool things there. Um, but these flashbacks that Tim has, yeah. it's like we find out it was his big day to be a Pokemon trainer mm-hmm. and that his mom died and the dad left or something like that. Yeah. And it's just like so sloppily put together. Yeah, his, had like his mom died on the day he was supposed to go out on his Pokemon journey. Then he pushed it back. Then his dad left to go be a detective in Rhyme City or whatever. Yeah. It's, uh, it's not good. It's not good, but t- unfortunately these flashbacks get interrupted by some scurrying in the other room. Tim hears some scurrying and he's like, is anybody there? which you don't yell out in an open, in an apartment that nobody's supposed to live in because someone's breaking it. But Tim grabs a stapler, pretends it's a gun, and walks into his dad's office where he sees a shadow, and he approaches, he's like, I know how to use this thing, pretending the stapler's a gun, and he gets mugged. Oh no, Tim dies and the movie's over. Oh no, see, this is why this movie sucks. All right, surgery time. (laughs) <laughs> Make the movie longer yeah. and don't let Tim die. Uh, no. Uh, he sees there's a Pikachu scurrying around on the ground. Oh, what? No way. But it's not just any Pikachu. He just kind of looks down and is like, oh, what are you doing here, little buddy? And then the voice of Ryan Reynolds comes out of this Pikachu and goes, I'm going to electrocute you if you don't put down the fucking stapler. <laughs> Doesn't say fucking, but I know he wanted to. He definitely did. And so Tim then starts having this huge freak out like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Did I just hear you? And then Pikachu is just like, did you just hear me? And then Tim has like a mental breakdown. Like, oh, I can't, I can't hear you. He's like, and Pikachu's like, no way. This is crazy. And they start, you know, talking. Tim just thinks he's nuts. And then this is where in the mom chips. What? Uh, uh, Apoms, they burst in the window and they're full of this, like the gas apparently makes Pokemon go crazy. And they start chasing uh, Tim and, and Pikachu around, and Pikachu's like, let's go to the roof, the one place you can't escape from. <laughs> Way to go. I knew you were a detective, buddy. There we go. Uh, they climb to the roof, and they uh, escape the Apom by jumping down the, the trash chute of the building. Uh, Tim somehow gets his pants fall off, and the Apoms are like, take him off, and as he gets down there, he runs into the middle of the street and is like, Everyone, get out of here. There are wild, crazy Pokemon coming after us. And out of the alleyway, the Apom just are now calm again, and they're happy Apoms that hand him his pants. <laughs> a lot of the things just, like, don't make sense. Like, we saw a skimmed over that never gets addressed that why is uh, Tim able to hear Pikachu? Yeah. Not really explained. The Apom, whatever, files stuff. Is not explained, like, how it works. Yeah, I mean, they don't, they don't give, like, a timeline for it. Right. And, like, but it's it's very sloppily explained in the third act when you're just, they're just, like, hurrying to the finish line. Right. And, and we'll get there. Uh, but everyone thinks Tim's crazy as he puts his pants back on, and, you know, that's when you find out, oh, this, you know, rage stuff is temporary. Uh, Tim starts talking to Pikachu more and asks bystanders, like, can you hear him? <laughs> and 
he just sounds like he's saying Pika Pika. Because again, for people who don't know, I guess Pokemon can only say their names yeah. in the human world, but they can communicate with each other, and they Pokemon can understand humans. All the humans think that Pikachu is just saying his name, and they walk kind of down like this outdoor market center where Pikachu reveals to Tim that he is actually his dad's detective partner. And Tim like kind of takes this in, and they go to a cafe, uh, which I guess is a spot from the video game that it's based on, oh. which is why they went to the cafe. Cool. There, yeah, well, there's so many things that are actually like tied to the video game that weirdly like don't really need to. Okay. Like, the gas stuff is actually from the video game. Okay. And they didn't really need... I feel like that storyline just feels like you don't have to directly adapt the game. Did you play the game? I've seen playthroughs of the game, like, oh, okay. to know what it's like. Hmm. And it's similar, but very different at the same time. All right, we'll talk about yeah, that later. We'll get to that at the end there. But yeah, that's basically where Pikachu also tells Tim his theory that, uh, that uh, his dad actually isn't dead and that he's alive somewhere. And he uh, thinks that there's something more suspicious going on. Tim uh, is skeptical, but with the idea that his father might still be alive, he's he's interested in joining. And Tim's like, I know someone who is onto this case. Yes. And so Pikachu also reveals that he has amnesia, okay. which is like the, come on, guys, why? <sighs> Another thing that does not get explained. So they go into... They go to find the lady friend, Lucy, right? Yeah. That was her name? Well, Lucy. also, the interaction between Lucy and Tim was fairly, like, neutral. It was just her showing up and being like, hello, I want to find in- out information. And Tim's like, I'm just here to mourn my father. And then suddenly when they show up at the news station, Tim, like, has a crush on Lucy now. Yeah. Like, Pikachu's like, ooh, a lady friend. And Tim's like, stop it. I don't, I don't like her like that. And that was never a thing. It wasn't, like, and I wish they hadn't done that, and if they had, why not make him, like, you know, a dorkable, where he can't, he's stumbling over his words, he can't talk to her, and then... He does that later, but he should do that more right off the bat, like, when he first meets her. It would have been funny if um, he thinks she's attractive, and then she's like, yeah, I worked with your dad, and he'd be like, oh... Wait, like, are you guys together? (laughs) And she's like, ew, what the fuck? (laughs) Uh... And then it also sets a boundary. Sorry, this is off-the-cuff surgery. Then it starts like, oh, Justice Smith doesn't know how to talk to girls. And Tim also doesn't either. Yep. <laughs> 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 uh, so, yeah, they go to the news station where uh, Howard and his son, who his son is now, like, in charge of the whole company because Howard got, like, this rare disease that his he's basically dying and he's wheelchair-bound. Uh. So his son uh, has taken over the company and the two of them announce that uh, they're going to have a big parade in a couple days to celebrate like the anniversary of Rhyme City being created. And when the cameras cut off, uh, Howard and his son get into a big fight where son son's like, "Oh, you're calling yourself a visionary? Way to go, Dad! You've you know abandoned these people." And Howard's like, "Why do you hate me, son? <laughs> Everything I do, I've done for you and for the love of Pokemon." And it's very just like, "Hey." Uh, these guys are good, but they, they just have some differences. And well, also, it's like, hmm, the son seems like the bad guy <laughs> in this situation, and the father seems like he's the lovable old man who's just dying of a disease. I'm sure there's not going to be any kind of switcheroo later on. Mm-hmm. So, 
That happens. We see Lucy tries to talk to the son and be like, hey, I've got this really cool idea for a story. He's like, get me a coffee instead. <laughs> and so, yeah, Lucy explains all of her leads and stories that she has of this uh, gas-like thing. And she mentions that Harry... Tim's dad had a lead at the docks, but they don't know who it is. Mm -hmm. So Tim and Pikachu go to the docks trying to figure out who's this guy. And they see a Mr. Mime. For those who don't know, Mr. Mime is a Pokemon. That is exactly how he sounds. He's a mime. Yeah. And so Tim runs up, tries to catch up to this Mr. Mime, but he's like miming stuff. So he pretends he gets on a, a motorcycle. Tim gets in front and then... The mine, you know, crashes, but there's nothing to crash into. So he's just acting like he crashed. And then <laughs> Ryan Reynolds is like, oh, my God, you killed him, Tim. <laughs> should have worn a helmet. Yeah, should have worn a helmet. And then they go into, like, the warehouse and they start interrogating him. Like, and it's supposed to be like a silly, you know, detective, like, I'm good cop, you're bad cop kind of thing. And Mr. Mime just starts miming things. And it's, again, it's supposed to be a thing where he mimes this thing and Pikachu's like, uh, shoving, pushing. Uh, I push people away because I don't love them. And <laughs> Tim's like, he's saying you can shove it. But really, the detective movie version is, you can go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I, love, I love the detective tropes where they want to curse and have so much violence. Yeah. And it has to be the kid-friendly version because it's PG. Uh, also, uh, something we forgot to say, there's a weird uh, cameo for Home Alone in this. Oh, yeah. The, like When Tim goes to his dad's apartment for the first time, the movie that Mel Culley Culkin watches when he's home alone is a fake detective movie. And that fake detective movie is also playing on the TV in Tim's dad's house, which means Home Alone has, it takes place in the Pokemon universe, <laughs> and we never saw a single Charmander. Oh, man. What a twist. But yes, anyways. So yeah, they're interrogating Mr. Mime, and uh, it's very silly, but Tim pretends he tries to play Mr. Mime's game so he pretends he's locking Mr. Mime in a room and pouring gasoline <laughs> into the room. And he's about to light a match, an invisible match. Like, this is all fake. This is all mimed stuff. Right. But you hear the sound effects of everything, which I think is actually kind of fun. Yeah. Because you hear the door close. You hear, like, the shaking of, like, the water of the gas. You hear him light a match. And Mr. Mime is acting like this is all real. <laughs> <laughs> so then he tells them that uh, where they need to go is a place called the Circle Room which I guess might also be a reference to the game, too. Mm, okay. I don't know for sure. Because they look at the, each other and they're like, the circle room! And <laughs> then Tim accidentally drops, <laughs> I'm putting air quotes around, his fake match, and it sets the <laughs> fake gas on fire. And that's the transition out of the scene. <laughs> so I want to know, did nothing happen? Or did Mr. Mime die because he <laughs> thought he was getting exploded from a gas fire. You know, I think he died because he never comes back. No, they never reference yeah. him again. I think Mr. Mime is dead. Because that's so weird. Yeah. It's very weird. <laughs> I like it, but it's so weird. I mean, on paper, the scene was super funny, but, like, us describing it, I feel like it was more funny than it in the actual yeah. movie. Because I think on paper, it's really funny to be like, he's miming stuff. Yeah. It's a fake detective thing. But then, especially Justice Smith, yeah, he's not charismatic at all. Exactly. Uh, I, I, I hate to rail on this guy because I bet he's nice, honestly. Yeah. He seems like a cool guy. I, when I see interviews with him and stuff, I think he seems cool. 
sorry, you're not a good actor. <laughs> uh, or at least in this context, yeah, I do think yeah, I like exactly. his dramatic moments. Sorry, Justice. You you know you, you don't know what you we, you don't know what your weaknesses are until you try it out. Yes. You know so and so I think weirdly the weird bad movie not bad movie a mediocre movie like Every Day where you're dramatic I like you <laughs> The Get Down where it's a weird series from Baz Luhrmann my least favorite director you're good in that <laughs> stick with that stuff so uh, we go to the circle room yes and the circle room is just a a fighting ring yeah it's it's just a cage match because. Also, Rhyme City. In the Pokemon world, you're allowed to have Pokemon battles, capture people. And it's very explicitly stated that Pokemon enjoy fighting. It's a thing where they like being, you know, creatures used for work. They like having a purpose. They like doing battle. They have entertainment. Right. But in Rhyme City, it's illegal because Howard thinks that Pokemon shouldn't fight. Yes. So this is an illegal Pokemon battle ring where we see a Blastoise and a Gengar fighting. Ed, it's pretty cool. Yeah, that stuff's cool. I agree. And fucking Gengar wins. Yeah, like, I was not saw that, that coming. Like, because also, weird cameo by Diplo. That was Diplo? Diplo okay, I knew that had to be someone. I was like, why are we focusing on this guy for a couple seconds? Well, but, this, yes. this, this is also, like, a cool part. Like, he has a bunch of loud dread who are, like, the speaker system for the thing. They're also beatboxing, which is kind of weird, but, like, whatever. <laughs> They're, like, the DJ speakers, and they announce everything. And there's an actual Pokemon battle happening with, like, strategy. Like, you can, like, tell what the moves are if you're familiar with moves. And, like, the announcer is kind of, like, saying stuff. Like, if you ever played Pokemon Stadium, like, there's a an announcer who says stuff. So he's like, and that was a critical hit. It's all going down here. And that, that's cool. I want to watch an actual Pokemon battle movie. Yeah, and we will talk about this in surgery. I got ideas. But anyway, so Tim goes up to this gangster looking guy because yeah. Pikachu goes up to him and it's, it's a whole thing because he this, the, the, the guy recognizes Pikachu and uh, he walks up to him and Pikachu walk up to this guy who has like a scarred Charizard and he walks up and he's like yo that Pikachu just destroyed my Charizard a few days ago and I need some revenge and then Tim's like alright if you know anything about uh, this gas that makes Pokemon angry uh, you should tell us. And he's like, all right, I'll tell you, but only if you beat my Charizard in a Pokemon battle. And that's what happens. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it becomes this whole like, oh, Pikachu's super cocky that he'll win and then mm-hmm. he can't perform when others are watching him. And so it becomes a whole thing because Justice Smith runs out trying to save Pikachu at one point. It disrupts everything. The guy who they were interrogating goes in and falls down and crushes all the purple That's gas. Called the Argas. So Argas. Like, okay. All the Argas just like leaks out of his jacket, and all the Pokemon that are watching just like start going crazy. The entire fighting ring is just uh, uh, in disarray, and they're trying to find a way to escape. But Justice Smith then like grabs the guy and is like, "Where did you get the gas from?" The Guy, Sebastian, I think his name is, got the gas from this guy named the Doctor, quote-unquote. And so the whole battle thing happens over again. A bunch of... They give a... Not a golding. It's a golding. It's a magic card. Magic card. Pikachu grabs a magic card, and uh, Tim's like, don't use magic card. He's the worst, which is true. But then Pikachu's like, no, magic card evolves into Gyarados, so we just need to give him a little push. 
And then Magikarp just keeps flopping. Yeah. <laughs> and then he turns into a Gyarados. Which is also a weird editing moment for me personally, because Charizard's about to, like, kill Pikachu, and then we don't hear a sound. Just all of a sudden we cut to another shot, and now Magikarp is a Gyarados, but he's still, like, glowing like he was evolving. And then just, like, Hydro pumps the shit out of everybody. And now these people are outside coughing up water and everything, and the police are there, and they're like, you're under arrest, Tim. And he's like, oh, no. And they go, they get, they book him down. And so Tim gets freed by Ken Watanabe. And Ken Watanabe is just like, Tim, I know people really, like, internalize grief different ways, but you can't kill yourself to get your dad back. <laughs> and Tim's like, no, he's alive. I know he is. To this... Pikachu that has amnesia told me so. And then Ken walked in on me and said, I did not want to show you this, but... And he clicks a button, and it shows this video of Tim's dad's car driving and then just exploding, flipping like three times and ending in this bridge, uh, this dry bridge. And Ken walked in on me and like, I didn't want to show you this, but your dad is like totes dead. <laughs> but also like... That proves nothing else because that's the exact same thing Tim already knew. Yeah. But for some reason, Tim buys it because it's on a video now. And he goes downstairs and he starts crying kind of on the fountain. And he talks about how, you know, he he does, you know, wish things were different between him and his dad. And, uh, you know, again, dramatic moment. I actually think it's a really good performance from Justice Smith in this version. Uh, Pikachu tries to really comfort him and is actually there for him. It's like, your dad would be so proud of you if he were here right now. Wink, wink, if he were here right now. <laughs> and that's kind of the moment where they bond. And uh, Justice Smith is like, all right, Pikachu, we may we may not be able to prove my dad is alive, but let's try and get you your memories back. And now I guess they're friends. Yeah, I mean, I liked the conversation. I liked the attempt of having a character moment there. Well, uh, the part that just bothers me is that it is a character moment. Mm-hmm. And now they're like supposed to be trusting each other with everything. Yeah. And later on when things go wrong for them, it feels like it's a little forced. Yeah. Uh, but just as they're kind of agreeing to see eye to eye, this limo pulls up and a, a woman who does not speak, played by Suki Waterhouse, which I guess if you're going to get somebody who's a name and not speak... I don't know. It's a very weird thing to do. She's in like two scenes and does nothing. Yes. And <laughs> Maybe she, three, yeah. Yeah. And she, yeah, she gets weird billing on this movie too. But she shows up, get, puts them in a car, and they drive over to uh, uh, Howard. The, Howard he goes Clifford. to Howard Clifford's like building, uh, and he gets taken to, they get taken to the, the roof, or not the roof, but the top, highest room, and uh, they, and Howard. Uh, evolves an Eevee into a Flareon in front of them to prove a point where he's like, isn't it great that Pokemon can evolve? And I feel like people can too. And he just like lays out basically everything that's happened so far. Yeah. And then he replays the clip of uh, Tim's dad dying. Mm-hmm. And he's, Tim's like, why are you sure I missed it? I've already seen this. And then Howard's just like, but I think your dad is alive. <laughs> and he's like, what? He's like, I think this Mewtwo that attacked uh, your dad is the one who's holding him hostage or something. And Tim's oh, yeah. like, what an asshole. Yeah, they, 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 the footage shows Mewtwo there, too. And then it shows Mewtwo, like, zapping Pikachu. And so that's where Pikachu's like, he took away all my memories. That's what Mewtwo did. So we're, we're seeing Mewtwo as the villain in this case. Yes, and I guess we should also mention the technology they're using for this, like, footage. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like, uh, 
hyper realistic for yeah. I don't it's, know it's how. Like a, it's a hologram, yeah. but like it like looks it doesn't look like it you you don't it's not a transparent hologram. Yeah, and oh my god. This was the moment where I knew Tim was a fucking idiot because he's yelling at the hologram, trying to like pick up his yeah, dad. He's like, "Dad, get you!" Like, there's some movies where they pull that off, where like it's an emotional moment where they're like full of, you know, whatever, and they, you know, in a moment of desperation, think they can do that. And that there's been no emotional setup like he would actually do that for his dad. Yeah. Also, he doesn't like his dad supposedly for and, some reason. And he's very explicitly stated. This is a recreation of the crash that killed your father. This is not a way to save him. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, the Howard tells them something of where the last coordinates were from U2 or something, and Tim gets oh, yeah, Lucy. And, yeah. yeah, well, uh, t- Howard tries to tell Tim that uh, his son is going to try and not, like, not kill him, but like take over and has plans to use Mewtwo to, like, take over Rhyme City, you know, in an evil takeover. You know mm-hmm. how takeovers go. Yeah. Um, and he wants to, to go and try and stop him. So uh, Tim and Pikachu recruit Lucy. Who, and her Psyduck. And her, and her Psyduck, who, just as a thing, Psyducks uh, have, are, like, psychic energy, and if they get upset, they will just explode with ang- with anxiety and sadness and it'll be very bad i don't know why lucy decided to have a side duck as her counterpart the side duck's so cute is he yes uh <laughs> i feel like you could have gotten pikachu it's also because misty had a side duck yeah also this girl would be a perfect misty yes she well that's be... why the yeah. first anime girl would have been perfect yeah uh, <laughs> we'll get back to that <laughs> um so they're driving in lucy's smart car Nice. Uh, and Pikachu and Psyduck are sitting in child seats, which is pretty cute. I think that's funny. Yeah, I feel like that's something the characters would actually... Like, that would be a law, too. Yeah. Like, all Pokemon must be in child <laughs> care seats. All Pokemon with a certain size must be like this. <laughs> um, but then they pull up to the, the laboratory that we saw at the beginning of the movie, but it's now been completely abandoned, uh, except there's a camera that's watching them. And Lucy just grabs the pliers and just, like... Or, like, wire cutters just cuts into the fence and just goes into the building. Which, like... Okay, whatever. Yeah. People have to make stupid decisions for the movie to continue. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But she seems smart, is the thing. Yeah, like she seems smart. Yeah. Anyway, so now they're in the building looking around. Some cameras have picked up that they are in there, and uh, people start to move in to make sure that all their secrets stay safe. Yeah, we see Howard's son is, like, sitting in the backseat of a car, smiling evilly, watching at a... Watching at can't a monitor, uh, and while Tim and Lucy uh, explore the facility, they see these Greninja who are, you know, water ninjas. I feel like that's yeah. explanatory. Yeah. Uh, kind of trapped, and they seem like they're permanently angry, like full of that gas stuff. Uh, then they pass by uh, these Pokemon called Torterra, which are basically turtles that have like foliage on their backs, mm-hmm. and they're like in a test to see if they can get bigger. At some point, they kind of split up. Uh, Lucy's hanging out looking for more clues where Tim and uh, and Pikachu go into the containment center where Mewtwo used to be and they just happen to hit the correct buttons that show that have that hologram type technology pop up and it shows basically the video diaries of the person known as the doctor played by singer songwriter Rita Ora oh exactly weird (laughs) weird people to cast in this movie okay uh sure 
And so they documented everything that they've done with Mewtwo for, I don't know, like 180 days or something. Yeah. And it the last entry had the Mewtwo exploding and escaping, and it shows that Pikachu helped out. Is right. that at that point, or is that right uh, later? The, the one, the, one of the ones that they show is the very first day where, uh, where it turns out that Tim's dad was actually recruited by the, the group to to find Mewtwo. So he was kind of being a private detective for, for these people for some underground seedy money. <laughs> uh, then, you know, when they captured Mewtwo, then they see the final entry is Pikachu uh, short-circuiting the, the defense systems, which allows Mewtwo to escape and looks like he destroyed the car that killed Tim's dad. So then Pikachu freaks out because he's like, I'm the reason Harry's dead. Everything, everything has gone wrong with everything because of me. And they try to run away, but they notice that the Greninja are missing from their pods. Oh, and Missy, or uh, Lucy is also... <laughs> Lucy and Missy, they're just going to be related in the next movie. Yes, um, <laughs> And so Lucy is gone, and the, the Greninja, Greninjas are there. And they start throwing these magic balls, uh, like uh, energy... Water shurikens. Wa- wow, okay, yeah, nice. I, I know too much. I'm sorry. Good name. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they keep they throw water shurikens, which you know are ninja stars, but made of water because Greninja is a frog, so he's a water type Pokemon. Oh. Uh, and so they get chased out of the out of the facility. They, Lucy was captured by them, but they get her back, and they're running away. And as they're running away, the Greninja are closing in on them, and Pikachu makes Psyduck snap and just blast the Greninja with some psychic energy, and they run away, and they think everything's great. But suddenly, a weird thing starts happening where the ground around them starts moving and starts, like, lifting up, and they think that it's Psyduck, whose psychic energy's gone out of control. So they're running, trying to outrun the ground. <laughs> this makes no sense. Like, they just ran outside the facility. They should just run back to their car. Yeah. But they don't. They're Yeah, they're running, and... They're running, and then the two sides start to, like, have an earthquake. Mm-hmm. Uh division whatever the the ground breaks basically and justice smith and pikachu are on one end lucy and psyduck are on the other and goddamn tim decides to jump like a couple stories worth like it's more than a couple stories like like the ground is opened up between them and like the ravine below is potentially hundreds of feet below them so tim jumped from one side to the other he barely makes it lucy like scrambles to pull him up and, and I, somehow, would you? Oh, sorry, you probably. I just think the reveal is that, which I think is cool but unnecessary, that the ground is actually the Torteras. Yeah. And like the facility is built on top of a giant Torterra, which is a horrible design. <laughs> yeah. And also, does how does the that, electric go through? And yeah. Also, where do they go now? Like, where do these giant Torterra now that the facility is abandoned? Are they just wandering around, destroying things Godzilla style? Uh, I, this is a question that does not get answered, and I think it's very important. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, it, just why didn't they also think it was a giant Torterra? That's immediately when I thought I was like, oh, there, so there are giant Torterras, and they're like, oh, Psyduck's going crazy, and it's like, yeah. no, Tim, Lucy, I expected more. Tim thinks holograms are real, but you deserve you're you're smarter than this. Yeah, they nerf the intelligence on these guys, but yeah. Uh, Tim, uh, Pikachu actually gets struck by a rock and like apparently it's like a really strong head injury. Critical and, hit. <laughs> critical hit. <laughs> Damn it. Which, <laughs> which, okay, there's a move in Pokemon called Rock Throw. 
which okay. means which is about throwing rocks at Pokemon so that you damage them. If one rock did this to Pikachu, <laughs> I would hate for him to fight like a Geodude. Oh, dude. No. Uh, Pikachu was hit with a rock. He's critical hit, and they're like they're standing around Pikachu like he's dying, and up wanders a little Bulbasaur. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Come, go get help. And Bulbasaur gets all of his Bulbasaur friends together and like basically calls Tim and Pikachu to follow him. Yeah, and Lucy, when this is all happening, is like, uh, I wanted to call Mash. Tim, they don't know what you're saying. And then Tim's like, no, they don't know what I'm saying, but they know what I'm feeling. Well, it's because Pikachu, in a very, very brief moment, says, sure, we don't technically know what you're saying, but we know what you're feeling. And that's their explanation for how Pokemon know how to fight and listen to humans. Yeah. I think that's going to be retconned. Yes, it will be. (laughs) Uh, so, yes, Bulbasaur and company take them to this, like, nice waterfall, ravine or whatever, and they tell Tim to put Pikachu on this, like, slap of rock. Yeah. So he does it, and who shows up out of nowhere and makes everyone freak out completely? Fucking Mewtwo. Which I think is a, actually a pretty good reveal because you're not expecting Mewtwo to be here. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I agree. That was cool. And then seeing him talk, I was, yeah. I was like, oh, Mewtwo's in this movie. It's yeah. really cool. But Mewtwo basically heals Pikachu. And then, no, this is where Pikachu gets the memory that he helped Mewtwo escape. Oh, Because okay. Mewtwo's trying to show... He's trying to show Pikachu something. and But for some reason, the, the memory gets distorted. And Mewtwo like, is talking to Pikachu after Tim's dad's car crashes. And he's like... Humanity must be destroyed, no hope, and then suddenly we leave the flashback and we see Mewtwo is being tortured by these machines that's now putting him inside this giant ball capsule and Howard's son is just standing over them glaring and being like, huh. Doesn't say anything actually, but it's just like, fuck you, I got Mewtwo. Yeah, he gives this look wearing his sunglasses, which is also something they sort of hinted at uh, with Lucy coming into the restaurant. Because Pikachu's like, hey, why is she wearing sunglasses? Can she not see? It's night. And we'll get back to this. Yeah. It's, it's actually a decently clever, decently clever twist. I'm shaking my hand a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, they get back to, basically, Mewtwo gets captured. Tim and Pikachu get back to Lucy's car. Uh, but Pikachu wants to run away because he's like, I'm a monster. I, try, I got Harry killed. And Tim's trying to be like, no, no, we need your help to free Mewtwo. And to, like, you know, figure out what's going on at the bottom of this. And Pikachu's like, no, you can't do this. And then Pikachu, like, fucking thunderbolts Tim. Yeah. And runs away. Um, And so then Tim, Lucy, and Psyduck get in the car. They drive back to Rhyme City. And Lucy tries to, like, talk to her, her news people and let them know that there's this big conspiracy going on with Howard's son. Uh, all the while, they're too busy because the parade's getting set up. Remember that parade that we talked about earlier? For a sentence? I forgot this was a thing when I was watching the movie. I was like, oh, this is happening now. Yeah, but it's a parade with a bunch of Pokemon balloons, like a Macy's Thanksgiving Day parade around town. Uh, And then Tim runs into Howard's office, and he's like, Howard, it's your son. He's the one. And then he's like, Howard, what exactly are you wearing? He's got this fucking metal contraption on his head, and... Oh no, Mewtwo shows up in his office because Howard's the bad guy. And it's like... (sighs) It's very convoluted. So here's how this works. Howard puts on this headset. Howard puts a bunch of that Argas 
like shoves it into Mewtwo's face and he inhales it and he gets all rage filled. And then in that moment, somehow with the machine that Howard's wearing, he transfers his consciousness into Mewtwo, which means Howard is now Mewtwo. It's so fucking out of left field. This made no sense. Like, wait, the gas makes them angry, but also can give consciousness. Why does Howard need to have that helmet thing on? Because we'll see later that everyone else doesn't need that on. Well, I think it's to get him into Mewtwo in the first place. Okay. Because because then once he's in Mewtwo with Mewtwo's powers, we'll get to that. But also Howard as Mewtwo just starts telling Tim everything point by point. It's a problem in a lot of movies where it's just the villain monologuing when they should just be killing the person. Yeah. Instead of also killing Tim right there, he throws him aside, breaks all of his windows, and goes out to the city and tells everyone, you're about to experience a new form of evolution where we can all be better people together. And all the balloons release the Argas basically throughout the entire city. All the Pokemon start going crazy. And Howard Mewtwo, somehow with Mewtwo's powers... He can put the souls of human beings into Pokemon bodies. Okay, is that the way they got around it? Because I thought they were saying the gas made the uh, combined the two. No, the gas is the catalyst, and it's Mewtwo's power that because their physiology has changed because of the gas, their minds are now so open that they can have human consciousness transferred into it. It's very convoluted. It's pretty it's, stupid. It's yeah. literally just, I need one thing and one thing equals another thing. Okay. That's, it's, it's very stupid, but like, it's how you get, it's how you get what you need in this movie because <sighs> that's what Howard wants is to make human beings and Pokemon just one creature because uh-huh, Howard is sick and dying and in a wheelchair, but as Mewtwo, he's the most powerful Pokemon on the planet. Do you get it? Does everyone get it? All right. So that keeps happening all throughout the city. <laughs> Mewtwo is like putting different people into uh, into Pokemon bodies. Tim, like you know, wakes up from being knocked out, and uh, he hears this muffling in the closet. And he opens the door and sees Howard's son is in there. But Howard's son was just there. And he turns around, and it turns out Howard's son was a Ditto. Ditto. And if you don't know, Ditto is a Pokemon that can transform into anything. Yes. So apparently now they can transform. Form into humans, which I don't know if that was a thing in the in, show. In the show, it was like Ditto's could do it, but poorly. Okay. Which is why actually why the eyeballs have. So when Ditto's transform into people, they have beady little eyes. <laughs> and that's how you can tell it's a Ditto and not an actual Pokemon. Uh-huh. So that's why, oh, his son was wearing sunglasses. Oh, Suki Waterhouse never talked because she took off her sunglasses and she was a Ditto all along. Ooh. Ooh. And then at some point... Ditto turns into Lucy, which is very disconcerting. Yeah. And Tim has to fight her. But I guess far away, Pikachu is wandering around and he sings the Pokemon theme song to himself. <laughs> yeah, that was great. It's funny. And, but as he's walking along, he sees the bridge where Tim's dad's car got flipped. And he looks down and he sees a water shuriken. And he's like, wait a minute. That's here? After, oh my God. And Pikachu puts it together that... The Greninja were the ones that killed Tim's dad, or killed, quote-unquote, Tim's dad, and not Mewtwo. Mewtwo's actually the good guy. Woo, good job. You're a little behind there, kid, but whatever. And he actually shows up to Rhyme City, and it's like, Tim, what's happening? He's like, all the the people are being turned, or he goes up to Lucy, who's now Persiduck. It's like, all the people are being turned into Pokemon. He's like, oh, wow, this blows my discovery out of the water. (laughs) It's just, 
at least the movie acknowledges it. Yeah. Um, so now Pikachu gets on a couple different Pokemon and fights Mewtwo. And Tim is now fighting Ditto and they're going back and forth. At one point, Mewtwo has defeated Pikachu, but Tim has now beaten Ditto. Tim, like, beats Ditto. I don't know if it, like, knocks it off. Oh, no, he, he, like, shocks it, like, enough that it just, like, transforms so much and just melts into a puddle. And Pikachu's fighting with Mewtwo, and then Mewtwo's like, huh, you thought a plain Pikachu could fight Mewtwo? And Pikachu's like, no, I just had to distract you long enough. Tim takes the headset off of Howard, which, I'm just saying, Howard... If you want to be Mewtwo forever, you should have just killed your body. <laughs> Is that how it works? I think that's how it works. Yeah. I think that's how it works. But they take the headset off. Howard's back in his original body. And he's like, <laughs> as the headset's going off, Mewtwo's like, no. And then Tim takes it off. And Howard wakes up saying, no. And uh, that's that. They yeah. stopped Howard. Hooray. Huzzah. And, and Pikachu and Tim meet up at the bottom of the building. Everything is fine and dandy. Lucy gets the promotion she wanted to be a reporter. Turns out Howard's son was actually a nice guy and was trying to stop him from doing all these things the whole time. And whoop-de-doo, Tim and Lucy almost kiss, hooray. Uh, That's PG romance for (laughs) you. And then at the very last second, Mewtwo shows up and is like, Hey, Tim, uh, there's one thing we haven't resolved yet. And then Tim thinks about it. He's like, what hasn't been resolved yet? And he's like, oh. My dad? And then Mewtwo's like, the father has actually been with you all along. And we get a goddamn flashback where we see Mewtwo go up to Pikachu, uh, because Pikachu's trying to, like, save Harry's life, and Harry's clearly dying in this moment. So Pikachu bargains with Mewtwo to say, hey, you do whatever you need to do to me so that you can heal Harry. And Mewtwo's like, I don't think humans are good people. But... I do think there's some capacity for good. So he had transferred Tim's dad into, like, soul into the body of Pikachu. And... Well, this also causes the amnesia for some reason. For whatever reason. Yeah. And... It shouldn't because Lucy remembered that she was a Psyduck. And that she already had been a person. So why does Pikachu have amnesia? But anyway, everybody gets turned back into a human. And Mewtwo decides... You know what? I'm gonna let you guys live out your lives together. And this final scene is very, very confusing. So it's a flash of white, and then we cut to Tim sitting on a bench in Rhyme City, and Pikachu walks up to him, and you hear the Ryan Reynolds voice say, How you doing, kid? But an extra pair of feet walk into (laughs) Franklin. And we boom up, and we see actual physical Ryan Reynolds standing there. And he is Tim's father. Ooh! What? (laughs) Basically, at that point, uh, Tim is going back to his grandma's house to live. And as he gets the ticket from his dad to go back, he turns around and says, Dad, can I stay with you a little bit longer? And and Ryan Reynolds, because that's who he is, is like, I would love nothing more. And then he's like, you know what I want right now? A cup of coffee, because this whole time Pikachu's been obsessed with coffee. Yeah, he's been obsessed with coffee. Um, <sighs> so this scene, does that mean that everything that happened before didn't happen? Did Mewtwo... Oh. That's the thing I'm confused about. Did Mewtwo change the past so that Tim's dad 
had never died and nobody thought that he died, and he's actually back and they've had a great relationship forever? Or is this an alternate future where everybody knows that something happened with Howard and Mewtwo, but nobody knows what, and that Tim's dad has actually been alive this whole time, and Tim just went to quote-unquote visit his dad, and then he decided to stay because their relationship got fixed in this fake new memory alternate future? Or did Mewtwo change it so they have a great relationship forever? I didn't take any of those. I thought Mewtwo... I th- but, but, like, what, what's the actual explanation? I thought the consciousness of the dad was in Pikachu. It was. And then he separated the dad and Pikachu, and now that's, just, that's that. But they were acting as if that had never happened. Like, to, at least to me, that's what it felt like. Oh, I agree. It's very stupid. Because, like, they were acting like neither of them remembered it. Like, he gave... He didn't give... He gave them, like, partial amnesia, like, short-term memory loss that they forgot that Tim's dad had been Pikachu for the last couple days. Uh... It's so hard to tell, because that's how they're acting. I I see where you're coming from. I just think it's just very poorly written. Because, yeah, why would Tim be going back to the grandma's place at this point like he would have talked about that before buying a ticket because yeah because well also like wait so ryan reynolds that's the dad's voice yeah how did tim not recognize the goddamn pikachu's voice was his dad's voice yeah. which is very confusing that yeah that ending scene is just that needs to be a full full rewrite or just be cut all together. Yeah, I mean, the reveal of Ryan Reynolds being the dad, I was like, that's sort of cool. But then when you think about it, it's just like... It makes no sense. Yeah. It makes no sense at all. But that's Detective Pikachu, everybody. Woo! That was a bit longer of a recap than I thought we would have. Yeah, yeah so that's Detective Pikachu. This is sort of a mess, in my opinion. It's, yeah, the story itself is a mess. The actual detective story is so cliched and like you know where everything's coming like I didn't I it was between Howard and the Ken Watanabe character I was like one of those is going to be the bad guy like mm. it's not going to be Mewtwo and it's not going to be the, the dickhead son but part of me was like well what if it is the lieutenant but also it's like this guy's in a wheelchair Mewtwo he's dying of course it's him yeah of course um I, I still do like the movie because I do like the atmosphere that it has at some points. Uh-huh. And I do, you know, I like the fact that I see the things that I like as a kid on the screen. And I do think Ryan Reynolds has a good performance. And when Justice Smith is being serious and not trying to be funny, I think it's decent. Eh, there's just so much things that aren't explained. Yes. The Things just happen because the script says so. Mm-hmm. I don't think Justice Smith is doing his best work here, to put it nicely. Ryan Reynolds is good. Seeing the Pokemon in real life is cool. But that can only go so far for me. Because they do they do a good job, which is something that doesn't usually happen with world building. And they do a really good job with like getting the Pokemon world to seem real. Yeah. They just don't put a compelling story, or even a, a smart or even competent story at the center of it. Yeah. Because like... A lot of sci-fi movies don't really, like, actually establish the world very well and let you understand it. And I felt like it was a good world. It just, ugh, they just did not do anything with it. Yeah, I agree. Do you want to talk about the video game? 
Uh, so how much do you know bit. about that? Yeah, I know just a little bit, because the main character is also Tim Goodman. Cool. He also runs into a Pikachu who used to be his father's Pokemon partner. Uh, the mystery they're trying to solve is where this chemical called R comes from. Uh, and the, I guess, spoilers for the game, if anybody mm-hmm. wants to play it, uh, he, it turns out R comes from Mewtwo's cells. Like, they extracted it from there, and that's what makes the gas... And then there's this whole other complicated story where Mewtwo is, like, at the center of it. Uh, but you actually end the, the game not actually knowing where Tim's dad is huh. uh, or how Pikachu lost his memories or anything because they're setting up for a sequel game. Oh. But that's, that's all stuff that's just within the game, and it's a lot of side quests. But oh. the, main, the main story is Argas is making Pokemon act weird, I think, and Mewtwo's at the center of it. So it, it extracts pieces of those, but just plots them in a very paint-by-numbers detective story. Hmm. Weird. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Because apparently there are some fun side quests and stuff you can do, but that's about it. So it's... And it's not a game that people like very much. Okay. Yeah, it's not like a, it's not like a super well-loved or well-reviewed game. It's just a Pokemon game. Why do you think they picked this game? I think they picked it because they wanted something that was accessible to everybody. Because I think they also were worried about dogfighting being a main part of the story. Uh, I guess. So I think if they, I think they thought if they introduced the idea of Pokemon into the world, for one movie to get kind of the mainstream on board, then they could do a sequel where maybe there could actually be like a Pokemon journey and like a story about, you know, something else. I don't know. Hmm. I have ideas for how to make Pokemon like a real thing. I don't know. If, I forget if I talked about it on the last one. Yeah, we can double dip. Yeah, but... <laughs> Uh, but we don't have that right now. Right now, we need to figure out how to make this movie very good. Yes. Uh, do you want it to get into surgery before? Yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm going to jump into surgery. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, 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 our, our editor, really wanted to put in a buzz saw for Jaws 3. But all of them sounded like they were actually cutting through bones. So we're just going to live with the, the mouth sound effect for now. Nice. Um, so what's the first big thing you want to take on? The character of Tim in general. Yes. I want to understand a bit more on why he doesn't like Pokemon mm-hmm. anymore. Besides, you know, wanting to be a trainer, then his parents or sh- mom dies, yeah. dad leaves. Why does that affect you wanting to be a Pokemon trainer? Mm-hmm. Why are you so po- against Pokemon? Yes. Like, there's no correlation between the dad leaving and so. Something where, like, uh, maybe a Pokemon attacked him at one point, and it was a Pikachu, so he has, like, some, you know, president, or, like, a, he's scared of it and also doesn't like Pikachus, and then he has to, throughout the movie, learn that not all Pikachus are like that. And, uh... <laughs> I can't believe it's also a racial allegory. <laughs> I, you know, I like it, too. I think my brain always wants to go to the darkest place. I'm sure as people have noticed on this thing. So, you know... What if his mom is sick and dying in a hospital and, you know, there's a Pikachu, like a stray Pikachu that comes and, you know, might have electrocuted the inner workings of the hospital and that's why his mom died and then his dad catches the Pikachu and then that's the one that becomes his Pokemon partner and so now he is very mad at his father and a Pokemon for what happened. That's... Way too dark. That seems like the dad purposely planted this thing to kill the mom off. No, he catch he, he gets the Pikachu and is like you know, is ready to like you know release it and be like get out of here. But he bonds with the Pikachu 
But whatever it is, I do think that this should actually be the very first scene. Okay. I think we should take and let YouTube be a reveal, mm-hmm. take out the first scene, and swap, swap, swap it out for whatever is the thing that gets Tim, like, not happy about Pokemon. Uh, w- piggybacking on your idea, what if the dad sees, like, the good in this Pikachu, and he's, like, to young Tim, like, no, like, people, just like, just like Pokemon, people can evolve, and I'm going to teach this Pokemon on how to be good. Yeah. And, like, he, instead of being a detective, is a scientist who's trying to, you know, coexist, see what the benefits are having Pokemon for the environment and whatever. And then Howard, the bad guy, comes in and he's just like, the only way to make the world better is if everyone wants a Pokemon, all right? <laughs> and then uh, Tim's dad, ha- Harry, becomes, like, a whistleblower who's trying to, like, reveal all this. Mm-hmm. And then Howard just takes him out. You know, and so now with a real gun, and yeah. <laughs> he throws a Pokemon ball and captures the dad. Oh, no. and he's like, "Oh no, I'm stuck in a Pokeball." Um, and so now the Pikachu has to run off and like find yeah. Tim for help. Would Pikachu still talk? And it's just like a talking Pikachu. Yeah, something happened. Pikachu has this shot that he comes and just stabs Tim with, and now Tim can understand Pokemon. His dad was working on a series to make people and Pokemon literally understand each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, why not? Why the fuck not? Yeah. It's Ryan Reynolds. Why, it doesn't make any less sense than everything else in this movie. Yeah. Uh, I also, if we just want, for the movie that we got, why doesn't Tim just understand every Pokemon? I feel like that would be a lot more funny if, if he just understood. Pokemon. Yeah. And I think if that, if he only understood Pikachu for a little bit, and then later on, like, he started to understand more Pokemon. Like, <laughs> maybe later on when Mewtwo heals Pikachu, he, like, as, like, he's getting electrocuted, he actually, like, switches his focus to, to Tim, and suddenly his power becomes hearing all Pokemon. So, like, it's, you know, it's not the whole time, but, like, the whole third act, he's just hearing all these people trapped in Pokemon bodies, like, Hey, uh, Tim, uh, <laughs> please let us out. Oh, I, I, that's funny. I would like uh, Tim just throughout the whole movie to know it, though, because then it's like Pokemon just talking shit to people. <laughs> like, what if what if what's Psyduck have to say? Is he just stressing over like, oh, we have this report due and yes. I don't know. Like, oh, my God, I need to take my Adderall. I forgot to take my Adderall. So Ryan Reynolds actually starred in a movie called The Voices uh-huh. in which he heard the voices of animals. Oh, OK. And the animals... <laughs> It's another dark movie. I'm sorry. The animals convinced him to become a serial killer. Oh. It's a, it's a very dark comedy. But yeah, he hears the voices of animals and because he hears their voice. So it basically, it's now a reverse where someone's hearing Ryan Reynolds' voice. <laughs> I dig uh, it. I just, I, I just thought about that in that moment. I wonder what Ryan Reynolds thought when he heard the story of this movie and he's like, have you guys heard of the voices? Yeah. Um, I think that would be a funny idea, though, Tim hearing all the Pokemon. Like, why not? You gotta pay a few more actors here or there. Actually use your actors for something. But they still have to pay the actors anyways, because, weirdly enough, they don't use the original Pokemon sounds except for Pikachu. Like, whenever there are all the Pokemon that they do the sounds for, like, they're not the original cries from the game, except for Pikachu, who... I guess it's not the same cry from the game, but it's the same cry from the anime. So they could have taken the the Pikachu, or, like, the, you know, Bulbasaur sounds from the anime, and just had to pay, like, a licensing fee instead of paying, like, an actor to, like, do a new sound. 
That just seems weird. That is weird. Uh, cool. Little side. Side two. I don't think we really need Lucy in this movie. No, I don't think we need her because the information that she provides could have just been given by the guy at the Pokemon Battle Ring. Yeah. And also, I I don't want to like you know shove her out because I actually I did enjoy the idea of her character. I don't think she was actually funny. I don't think her character was well written, but I enjoyed right. the idea of it. Mm-hmm. So maybe we make Tim a little more anime. Sure. Likeable, you know. But <laughs> anime equals likable. <laughs> for people who like anime, at least. <laughs> um, but I also think that if you do take Lucy out, that gives Tim more time to bond with Pikachu. Yeah. And that's the main relationship of the movie. If they only have one serious conversation and now they're best buds, I feel like they kind of need more. Yeah, I agree. This should be a buddy cop film. Like, what if they're like, for weeks, they're like, Pikachu lays out his clues and he's like, come on, work with me on these things. And, you know, montages are lazy, but at least we would see weeks passing where they're putting, you know, cork, you know, things yeah. on corkboard. See them sifting through clues, trying to find things. We see them getting leads and, like, asking people around town and nothing. And then we get, you know, some bonding moments with them. Yeah. And I think we could also, like, all the things that Lucy gives to Tim, Ken Watanabe can just give it to him. Mm-hmm. Just be like, Tim just takes the file about his dad because yeah. he's so sure that he's his dad's alive and X, Y, and Z. And we save at least... 15 minutes of this movie dedicated yes. to other stuff now. I agree. Because um, also, Ken, Wa- Ken Watanabe is completely he's thrown just, away in he's this. He's just there to be the the wise older figure who, you know, tries to tell Tim that his father loved him and that's it. Yeah. Very not using your Ken Watanabe well. Also, think... Uh, I want the plan for how Howard tries to use Mewtwo to be better than making Pokemon angry with gas and then putting his brain inside of a Pokemon. Yeah, that would that's a place to talk about. I I just I don't know what the, exactly to switch it out with cuz honestly why why do you need the Argas? Why why can't you just have the helmet be the thing that transfers his consciousness into Mewtwo? Uh, I don't really think yeah, I yeah. don't understand. I don't they understand. Added, they added an extra scientific layer. So why not, instead of like the mystery of the Argas, it really is just looking for Tim's dad, because then, again, it gives them more time to search for, to have Tim and Pikachu have moments. And it makes the story a lot more personal if the only thing they're doing is searching for Tim's dad. If that's all that they're... Because if they're also like, what's the Argas? Wait, what's Howard up to? Wait, there's a conspiracy? It's too many things that the emotional center gets completely taken away from the movie. Yeah, that's very true. I think what Howard's overall idea could be is that he's using the Argas to show that Pokemon are evolving into much more of a dangerous state mm-hmm. where it's just like, oh, we we can't control these guys. They're going crazy. Like, hey, I was the biggest Pokemon ad- advocate out and I'm realizing this, so you should be on my side. And that will justify me becoming Mewtwo. Because, um, you know... Uh, so you think it's like trying to convince people that like becoming Pokemon is actually good because they're getting angry? Yeah, like they're becoming unpredictable and they're like definitely the dominant species. And because we're destroying the Earth... <laughs> <laughs> no, no more, no more environmental stories. I get it. The Amazon's on fire. We get it. But something along that where people are like, all right, I get his points. He does love Pokemon and you know, he's saying it. I guess him becoming Mewtwo is the way to go. Or maybe Mewtwo is trying to cultivate 
all these Pokemon? Because mm-hmm. that's sort of what he was doing in the movie, the yeah. first movie, is like, we need to stand up to the humans. And maybe Howard's just trying to kill Mewtwo and, like, make it look like it's legit. Maybe, because in this world of Rhyme City, Pokemon have as much equal rights than, mm-hmm. uh, the same rights as humans. They're not, like, looked down upon. Yeah. And so maybe Mewtwo is just an extreme protester. I don't know. I'm trying to make this work, and it's. I, it, I think I, it, well, that would be then both Mewtwo and Howard would have to be the villains. Yeah. And then by the end, when Tim and Pikachu save Mewtwo, he learns the same lesson as the first movie, where it's like, oh, I get it. Okay, I'm not going to kill anybody anymore. Don't worry. Which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing. I do worry that then that would complicate things a little bit, and then the story would focus more to just a. Uh, a good versus evil battle rather than like, you know, the, the underpinnings of accepting family for who they are and like, I don't know, thing, things from your childhood can still be part of your life kind of thing. But also it's not a bad idea because it would make more sense for Mewtwo to be a threat for both of them to have points. Yeah. For Mewtwo to have the point that, you know, Pokemon should be allowed to be wild or whatever he wants. And Howard's like, humans should be able to evolve into their best form, which is Pokemon. And they're both wrong and both right. Yeah, I mean, I'm still not in love with these ideas. Like, but we're trying to make make it work is yeah. the thing. And it's not something that I think just works in general. Do you want to take either Howard or Mewtwo out of it? Um, I guess. Well, what if Mewtwo's like a nuclear weapon type thing that they're all worried about? Mm-hmm. Is there something to do there we can do with? If Mewtwo's already like gone crazy and like... They're actually have him captured for like people's safety, but then Howard wants to use him for his own means. That could be something because, like, what if they actually do capture him for the sake of like saving people? And Howard's like, Well, don't kill him, you know, and we should respect the sanctity of Pokemon. And then he creates, you know, a whole scheme to put his consciousness into Mewtwo. Because what if instead it's about Tim capturing Mewtwo? Uh huh. And like, that's the, the mission that Howard puts him out on. Because I really don't know what the mission Howard puts him out on. When he goes to the facility? Like, what exactly is the thing that he's trying to do? Yeah. I don't know. I think we're trying to connect the dots to a lot of this, and it's not turning out to be a nice picture. It's just a weird zigzag. Well, because the the story itself already starts in kind of a weird place, because we're just taking the pieces. Uh Uh-huh. Because it's basically two halves of a movie, where the first half ends after the square uh, or circle center, uh, where and then Tim and Pikachu become friends, and that's the end, because you have a big end-then moment. Right. And then Howard picks up Pikachu and Tim, which is screenwriting 101. Coincidence is not a thing you should be going for. Right. So it would be, if you're going to have that kind of moment, I feel like it might be better to have them looking for Mewtwo himself. It's, okay. It's really hard. It's hard to tell, but like. You're right. After the circle fight, that is where everything sort of gets more complicated because yeah. we are introduced to Howard holograms, the weird uh, 180 days of Mewtwo, mm-hmm. 500 days of Mewtwo. <laughs> uh, My favorite rock <laughs> Tim and Mew trying to get along, and they just can't. Uh, yeah, also, it's weird that they mention he's made from Mew, but they never show Mew at all, ever. Yeah. It's, it's just a, that's just a Pokemon fan complaint. Because people who don't know who Mew is, is like, why is this thing called Mew? <laughs> <laughs> what if we replace Mewtwo with Mew? And people are worried because Mew is so overpowered that 
he or she, whatever mute is, yeah. can destroy humans, and that's what they're worried about. And because they're trying to prep for Mew, they accidentally make Mew two. Yeah, I guess I'm recycling they, the first well, movie. Well, because then that could be where they make Mew two. Yeah. As a response to you know stop Mew. And it's uh, a commentary on nuclear powers. But <laughs> but the thing that we didn't mention is that uh, they it's a very brief statement, but the Doctor played by Rita Ora says, uh, we finally found Mewtwo after 20 years of him being off the grid. Now, how many years ago was Pokemon the first movie come out? Yeah. So they're trying to tie this to the anime, and because they tried to do that, Mewtwo had to have existed for at least 20 years. (sighs) Okay, connecting this to the anime is just a whole other bag of worms I don't know if I really want to get into. No, we we don't have to do that. I'm just saying that the idea that yeah. they created Mewtwo can't work within the confines of the movie that is made because Mewtwo, from a single line of dialogue, we've been told, has been around for 20 years. I mean, we could take that line out. We but could. I, I, know, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I, think the, I think the best move we can go for is just, I think it is misguided Mewtwo, and they try to catch Mewtwo, and then Howard, you know, takes control of him and says, oh, I never wanted to, you know, help, you know, Mewtwo and humanity or whatever. I wanted to become Mewtwo. Does he take over Mewtwo's mind to go destroy things and show the public this guy's capability? And then he leaves Mewtwo's mind and then they execute Mewtwo because he just, you know, did an act of terrorism and everyone's scared of him now? No, I think Howard still wants to be Mewtwo. I think his consolation for living in a world where he has to be a Pokemon is making other people into Pokemon too. What if it, instead of Howard, it's the son? The son actually is the bad guy. Mm-hmm. And unlike his dad, he really doesn't like Pokemon. And he thinks everyone's just being scammed that Pokemon are a good thing. So he takes this Mewtwo and shows the dark side. And he's like, oh, look, all these Pokemon are bad. And now you should be scared of Pokemon. And now... Or it could be a thing that... Uh, what if he wants to? his son wants to reinstitute Pokemon battles? Like the whole world of Pokemon, the entire economy is based on this sport that yeah. all these people play. Like, what if that's what the son is trying to do, is actually he tries to, wants to reinstate Pokemon battles, and he takes over the mind of Mewtwo and, like, destroys stuff, and then afterwards he's like, see, look, Pokemon are not meant to be our partners or our friends. We're meant to capture them, and they are only meant to fight. If we, if we have Pokemon in this town, it's only for battling purposes. Okay, I like that. Cool. Cool. Did we do it? I think we oh, did. That took, oh. that took a bit, but I think oh. we did it. I like, we okay. fixed it. Because then the the last moment should be then if Howard's going to be the good guy in this scenario, he becomes Mewtwo, and, you know, because he's paralyzed and bound to a chair. Mm-hmm. It's actually a really joyous moment that he becomes Mewtwo and, like, you know, is able to fight off his son and is like, I'm so happy. And then he's, they're like, Mew, Howard, are you going to, are you going to stay as Mewtwo forever? And he's like, as much as I would love to, this body is not mine, and then he lets Mewtwo be free. What if the son is Mewtwo, like he has that whole body and everything, and Howard gets Mew? At that point, I would want Howard to be one of the other legendaries. Like, like who? You? I don't know, Lugia, Ho-Oh, I don't know, any of them. Because I fucking, oh shit, what's the guy from the third one? Uh, uh, Entei? Entei? Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that one's also about a dad who disappears. Yeah. And Oh, I am. And, uh, no, I do actually think thematically it would work with Mew, especially being the smaller and like expected to be the weaker one and right. being strong uh, and taking him down. Nice. Yeah. Okay, cool. cool. Dang. 
do we want to fix this ending with uh, yes. Ryan Reynolds showing up and this whole bus station or train station? What should happen is Mewtwo separates Pikachu in that moment, uh-huh. and Ryan Reynolds can still be his dad, and still in that moment, without some weird memory erasing thing or whatever, he's just there in that spot, and Tim just looks down at his dad, like lying down on the ground, and uh, Harry's just like, Tim, and, you know, they kind of have a moment of silence. And then Tim just offers him his hand to pull him up, and then just pulls him into a big hug. And then, you know, we cut to, like, however many weeks later, Tim and uh, Tim is, like, you know, joining the detect like the police squad <laughs> at Rhyme City. Okay. And then they're like, all right, Tim, who are you going to choose as your Pokemon partner? And I would have to think very hard to think about which Pokemon will be his partner. I think it's just Pikachu. I think Harry, the dad, goes into retirement. And he's like, hey, kid, you do your thing. I know mm-hmm. you'll do great. He's just like, I've had enough adventure yeah. for a lifetime. And he, he gives Tim a present, and it's all wrapped up and stuff. And he's like, I think this will help you out. And he, like, unwraps it, and it's Pikachu being like, hey. <laughs> no, it's, it's he, it, Tim's, Harry's like, I'm going to retire, so I got you a, a present. And Tim opens it, and it's the Cubone from before. Oh, and okay. it's like. Here you go. And Cubo just like attacks him and then runs away. And Harry's just like, how about Pikachu? And Tim's like, yeah, good. And then we cut to credits. Cool. You know, and not a joke. And also that means if Lucy is still in the movie, she can be here and not have her memory wiped or whatever the fuck happened. Okay. Yeah. If, if she's still in the movie. Because like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, a, it's just annoying that they did the fade to white and then it looks like he's just sitting there and they don't address the fact that he was Pikachu. Because then he, because he does say, I have this weird craving for coffee. And they, he says it unironically. Like, he says that very, like, seriously. That's how I interpreted it, which means they didn't yeah. do a good job of the movie. I, I get where you're coming from. That's not how I saw it, but I definitely see what's going on. Yeah. That is very confusing. And it comes back again when I was saying, like, the direction and editing was weird. And that's not something I really see. I'm more... Yeah you know, watching the movies for this podcast, being like, what can yeah. we fix? It's not like, ah, oh, let's hold on to this shot for a bit longer. We, uh, continuity, like, this makes it jarring. Or... Well, I think that comes down to Rob Letterman, because he, yeah, he's the director. Yeah. And I, I mean, we've done two of his movies already. Like, it's a, this is a weird director to fixate on, to have multiple movies of his that we think need fixing. But I don't, because Goosebumps is fine. I like Goosebumps. I, I honestly don't have as much of a problem with Shark Tale as you do, but it is not a good movie. Mm-hmm. Monster of Alien is fine. Gulliver's Travels is a mess. So very clearly there's something at the heart of these movies that is good and worth a nugget of something, but I feel like he might be the linchpin that might be making it not as good. Yeah. I mean, you do have to blame the directors for most of those things on the movies because yeah. that's their... Uh, what they're approving, this is their baby, basically, you know. Yeah, I mean, he since we like Goosebumps, he did do a good job with that. He did. But that also one did feel kind of weird and jarring at the same time, too. Like, it was trying to be all funny and comedy, and then we cut to this moment where it's like, my daughter's not real. I was like, oh, okay, ah, uh, all right. 
Spoilers for Goosebumps. We did that movie a year ago, and people are just joining in. Listen to the Goosebumps podcast. But yeah, I mean, that's mostly where I where I come down with the directing and editing is that I feel like I think it, either that or there might have been some studio notes where they might because it's also an hour and forty five minutes, which is kind of long for a kids movie. That I think maybe they were like, hey, can we like speed this up a little bit? That they might have just there might have actually been scenes of Tim's past, and they had to force those into flashback moments, like in his bedroom. But I don't think you need those. Do those scenes really add anything? I Not really, because you already know that Tim's mom is dead. Yeah. And you know that he doesn't like Pokemon because of his dad. It almost would be, because it was almost kind of fun that it was a little bit vague. We kind of put the pieces together. Yeah. But then when they give you flashbacks, they're showing you the same thing that you already know. And then that just makes it frustrating. Right. That they didn't add anything to it. They just, you know, you either tell the story chronologically it's vague. And it's like, oh, I got to put the pieces together myself. Or it's like, they gave, it's like they gave you an exact copy of a piece you already had to a puzzle. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, you gave me more, but this doesn't help me finish the puzzle. Yeah. This is just on top of it, but this didn't help. I think that's a very good comparison. I mean, do you like the ending that I proposed? Do you have another idea, too? I think I, yours is good. I, I think, I think we need to see Pokey, uh, Pikachu and Ryan Reynolds come out in that moment. Because yes. I do agree with you being, it's a little jarring. But the one thing I want to do yeah. is instead, we'll have your moment where okay. Pikachu, oh, do you want it? No, the I, I, or? We, can, we can have a second version, and I'm happy to, to give you the second version, because <laughs> before the podcast, Taylor told me what this was, and I'm a big fan. So, okay, so are we keeping the original right now? Uh, take the original movie as it is, and then do your ending. Okay, so we have the whole flashback thing. We see Tim, he's sitting by himself on the train, thinking, we see Pikachu run up. And then, uh, hey, kid. And then these other two feet come up. Tim looks up and he sees his father, Danny DeVito. Because <laughs> <laughs> for those of you who don't know, there was a big campaign for Danny DeVito to be the voice of Detective Pikachu. And in the, in the end, they chose Ryan Reynolds. But wouldn't it be a lot of fun <laughs> if Danny DeVito was, in fact, Tim's father? And then, like, you know, at the end, we hear, we hear Pikachu's thoughts, and it's still Ryan Reynolds' voice. So, like, yeah. that's actually just Pikachu's voice if he had a human voice. Also, or, or Pikachu can still talk, and it's Ryan Reynolds. I'm True. more than fine with that. And then, also, like, it makes sense why Tim didn't recognize that Pikachu had the same voice as his dad. And it's such... I mean, it's not... It's a thing, because Ryan Reynolds doesn't exist in this world. But he has such a distinct voice that even if a, a stranger or, like, a relative had that voice, it is a very distinct voice. It's your, it's your, I know they are estranged a little bit, but if I hear a dog talking like, uh, you, yeah. I'd be like, Sam? You would, you would know. Yeah. It's not like the dad's voice is going to change over time either. He, the dad's hit puberty. But I do like, yes, that you can have an in-joke to Danny DeVito and it doesn't seem very confusing that Tim didn't recognize his father's voice. Yeah. And like, I don't, do you think a sequel ever was really on the board for this? Yes. They started yeah. writing a sequel before the movie came. Okay. Yeah. So, well, I guess you would have Danny DeVito as the dad then. But, like, whatever. You still have Ryan Reynolds as Pikachu. Yeah. That's the only thing you cared about. Okay, is there anything else you'd want to tackle right now? Nothing really, because we did hit the big stuff. Fixing Tim as best we can. Fixing the dynamic of who is the villain and why it's all happening. The ending scene, for sure. Yes. Cutting out, you know, excess things that we don't need. And... Try it and using those moments to focus on Pikachu and Tim's relationship. 
I think that's good for me. I think I'm good too. I just definitely do agree with you when you're saying after the circle fight, everything does take a tailspin. It's a very different movie at that point. Too. Yeah. It gets crazy and unnecessary. And that is like actually like the midpoint. Uh-huh. And that was like directly like 45, 50 minutes into the movie. Hmm. So I think they wrote half the movie and were like, uh, okay. And then ditto, ladies. <laughs> are, we, are we out of surgery? Sure. I think we're good on surgery on this All one. Right. But the thing is, my biggest surgery note is that the movie should not have been a Detective Pikachu movie. Yeah, I agree with that. I feel like the first Pokemon movie should have been a Pokemon movie. I yeah. think it should have been maybe not necessarily somebody starting out on their journey as like a Pokemon trainer in the way the anime was, but somebody who's like young or naive or whatever, or like doing something. I feel like maybe they should be looking for like a legendary Pokemon and it's their like journey towards that thing or like, you know, the big battle between the legendary Pokemon or something like that. I think you just adapt the anime. I think you make Pokemon with Ash and Pikachu and you make it Rocky where it's just the guy, this 10 year, 10 year old who can't do it. And this Pikachu that no one picked and they're the underdogs, and they're in one of the tournaments, and they're like, oh, yeah, you think you were, all right, that's funny, you little, you got a little yellow rat there, <laughs> and then, you know, they have a training montage, yeah. and they again end up going to the top where they fight Gary or something, and uh, then they win, it's like, hurrah, they won, and that's, I know it's fucking cookie cutter, yeah. but you're introducing Pokemon to a wider audience, like, you don't alienate people that don't know what's happening. Yeah. And then, you know, if it does well, which it would have, then you can do these weird spinoff things with Detective Pikachu. Like, you don't... Your first movie isn't Hobbs and Shaw. You know, <laughs> you need the rest of the Fast and Furious to establish yeah. some things. The thing is, I do get why they did it, because this almost does feel like a prequel to the Pokemon world. Because, like, you, you do a straightforward, very generic story, so people get accustomed to, like, this is what Pokemon are, this is how they operate in this world, and then there are things called Pokemon battles, and they're partners and people are yeah. friends. I do get why they did that, to acclimate people to it, so that it wasn't a dogfighting movie. Like, I get it, but it also was not great. It, yeah. My idea is, is I think Pokemon should be turned into, like, a Netflix series. Like, oh, a live-action sure. thing where there's, like, 13 to 20 episodes per season, and you do adapt... Portions of the anime, portions of the game. Uh-huh. So that, like, you know, parts of it will follow. Like, you get, you know, like, Ash does a sad Charmander who got abandoned and then almost dies and then loves him by the end. And then the arc of that is he evolves into a Charizard who doesn't listen to him. Classic. I guess spoilers for <laughs> 1998 Pokemon. <laughs> and you can have episodes focus on things and obviously have B stories and C stories and those things. But that's my big thing is I would love to adapt Pokemon into a series so you can not have as many, like, Hundreds of episodes per season mm-hmm. is too much. That's anime filler. That's yeah. kind of annoying. Yep. You focus hardcore on Ash or whoever your protagonist is, and then like you know, his like six favorite Pokemon, and you can swap a few of them in and out and have guest star Pokemon. Yeah, send it. Yeah, full send. I I just think Ash should be involved with the first live action Pokemon movie. You but know, I don't remember where I was, but there's some rumor. That when they do the intro video when he's going into Rhyme City and they show like a Pokemon battle happening, uh-huh. and there's the, like the guy on the one side and he throws a Pokeball. Right. Somebody somewhere said that's supposed to be Ash, but I don't know if that was a fan thing or if that was like one of the creative people said it. Okay. And that was a long time ago, so I don't remember. Huh. But 
Well, also, it is supposed to be 20 years after the Mewtwo debacle. Right. So Ash should be in his, like, early 30s at this point. Uh, so if he is, maybe maybe that's Detective Pikachu 2, where Tim decides to become a Pokemon trainer, and then his final battle is against Ash, who is now the Pokemon master. Sure. I don't... I don't know. I don't, I don't know I if don't I like know. that, but it's yeah. something. If we're going to continue with this series... Why not? Because I do think they should still continue the series and then get to its roots for the next one. Yeah. Is it still called Detective Pikachu 2? I don't know. On IMDb, I'm pretty sure it's called Detective Pikachu 2, but uh, I think that's just for, you know, labeling purposes. Do you think this will actually become a thing? Because this movie didn't do stellar at the box office. Uh, I hope it does a Pacific Rim type thing where they might Uh, cut the budget a little bit, mm -hmm. but still make a sequel to it. And honestly, if they do cut the budget, then maybe you could do a grounded, more character-based story about a kid starting on his Pokemon journey. Yeah. And maybe you could actually focus on a relationship instead of a gigantic mystery. I agree. Oh, I think we're on the same page on this one. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's it for me. I'm... I'm all Pokemon out right now. Yeah, me too. Gotta go back and play my Yu-Gi-Oh! instead. <laughs> well, thank you guys for listening so much. We really appreciate you guys listening to this. And uh, if you enjoy us and want to follow our newest content, please like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram at just Dr. Script. Just, you know, type it in. That's what we got. Uh, we also have an email if you want to email us your ideas on what to fix things or what you'd want us to do later. Uh, that's just Dr. Script Podcast, all spelled out, at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, we have a Twitter. If you want to tweet at us, it's Dr. Script Podcast, like T-D-R, like Dr. Script Podcast. Yeah. As always, like us on iTunes. Subscribe. Five stars would be a must. Uh, five Pokeballs, uh, five Detective Pikachus, however you want to rate us. Yes, we appreciate all those little things. They mean a lot to us, and... Uh, yeah, thanks for joining us on this mystery. It was good, and we solved it. We cracked the case. Pika, pika. Pika, pika. See you guys.